0: You're listening to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast. The show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind.
1: Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast. I am your host, Lou Need Lewis. And today, I have the honor of introducing a very special guest to the show. Eric Rabello. He is the founder of a digital business development firm that builds sales and marketing growth system for service-based businesses. And he does this by using online advertising, SEO, conversion websites, and media. So all things. Conversion, social media. It is really awesome to have him on here because how we want to hear all about it, how he's done it, how he's built it, and how his morning routine has contributed to that success as well. So, with no further ado, Eric, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it, and um, you know, glad to get into some conversation that's hopefully going to provide some value.
1: Absolutely, yes. I'm so excited. So, before we get into what you do with your digital business, let's talk about your journey here so far. How did you make it here? <laughs>
0: Yeah. So basically I'll give you like the brief rundown is I was in college for computer information systems. And then I just wasn't necessarily a fan of college for like my goals because when I was in computer information systems, it was a little bit too much engineering stuff for me. And I was a little bit, I was a little bit more on the creative side. Like I'm somewhere in the middle between like the logical and the creative. So I uh, was just kept complaining about college. So my friends and family uh, told me that, you know, maybe you should just not go to college anymore. And at the time, I was working as a store manager of a retail store, so I kind of had something to fall back on—a job that was paying me pretty well. And then after dropping out of college, I was at this job, and um, there were certain protocols that I didn't think were like efficient. You know, what I mean, I wanted to make my store better and get more sales and just make it more operationally sound, but they didn't agree with certain protocols just because you know they're like, "Oh, well, we've always done it this way," and even though yeah. you have good ideas. You know what I mean? Like they were just not with it. So I ended up leaving there as well, and then I was kind of out on my own to start my own business. And it took a little bit of time to figure out what I wanted to do, but I just thought back to what I've always been good at or what I've always been interested in, and that's been psychology, sociology, how people work, marketing, branding, like you know all that type of stuff, yeah. sales things. Like I've always been interested in that. And then uh, I was just thinking, like, okay, what if I start a business helping people with you know, digital business development. And then uh yeah, just kind of came from there.
1: That's pretty really good. Yeah. I, I understand completely about people brick and mortar stores like this is the only the way we've been doing it always and they can't really go with the time. And they get left behind. Right. Let like, like, we can think of Blockbuster, you know, that then see the change, the wave that was taking place. And then they get left behind. Circuit City, all these other um organizations, big ones too, that were thriving at the time. And so when someone like you comes in who kind of sees the future or can have these great ideas, it's not really appreciated. So you go off and start your own business and now you help um, service-based businesses thrive on this platform.
0: Exactly, yeah. And that's the thing is, yeah, I was trying to do a little bit of digital marketing for my store and they just didn't, like you know they didn't really have a system or a process for that that was kind of scalable and i was like well let me just do it for my store and i had a bunch of other ideas too but they just weren't with the times so i had to i had to leave and i think my personality is a little bit more entrepreneurial anyway mm-hmm. um, so it ended up for the best and yeah now we're doing websites we're doing back end funnel follow up like email and text follow up we're doing ad traffic on all the different platforms and then we're doing inbound sales training so we're trying to Take the whole customer acquisition process and try and have like a system that our clients can follow. uh, And it's worked out pretty well.
1: That is pretty powerful because there's a lot of moving parts in there, right? SEO alone. Yeah. SEO alone is like a long term relationship. And so I can imagine if you are, if you say you have your hands from the beginning and kind of a relationship and kind of see it grow, then you're bound to see results. So tell us about your process to getting these results for your clients.
0: Yeah. So our process or our strategy is kind of like the key thing that sets us apart from everything is we have a very standardized process that we follow for all of our clients where the websites that we build have a specific kind of layout that we... There's a thing called conversion rate optimization or CRO, which is basically, okay, when you're on a website, how can we convert more leads with it? And there's a specific format or structure that you follow that makes it easy to read. It's minimal, so it's not overwhelming. And then there's call to actions and certain things you can put on there in a certain way that makes it generate more leads. So we build the website. On you know like a standardized type of way where there's certain layouts, then the backend email and text follow up. We have like these like automation sequences that our clients can follow to when they finally get a lead from their website from the ad traffic that we do. What happens then? You know what I mean? Usually receptionists or you know salespeople might only follow up with the lead maybe once or twice, or maybe not even call them at all, or you know contact them at all just because they might be busy doing something else. So we try to help alleviate that problem by having email and text follow-up that go up to the, the leads. And then the whole goal is to book appointments on someone's calendar. You know what I mean? So then when the person actually books on the calendar, then they give them the call. And that's where the inbound sales training comes in to where of like, okay, how can you ask questions, make closing statements, and do objection handlers, and just recycle through those and repeat those to where eventually it gets to a sale. And we have like a you know generalized kind of questions and stuff that they can ask and just fill in the blank and apply their own business to it. And then the ad traffic is the thing that's kind of at the very beginning. Um, right. You know, I mean, we're sending all the the traffic and attention to their website and their funnel on basically Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, LinkedIn and Google, and then we're probably going to add TikTok eventually, um, cool. and then some other things. You know, whatever's next in the metaverse and all this crazy stuff that's going on. But um, yeah, that's that's usually our process for every single client. Is we follow a system of that whole thing. You know what I mean? And we kind of just. It's worked for a lot of different industries, but majority of the... I mean, basically, the only clients we work with are service-based businesses. We don't necessarily work with product businesses um, unless they have to do with a service in some way. But um, service-based businesses that need uh, phone calls and like consultation appointments. So for example, a lawyer... You know, dentists, uh, plastic surgeons, B2B technology companies, healthcare companies, home services, like stuff that's a little bit higher ticket and people need to get on the phone with like a specialist to turn it into a deal. That's kind of our specialty.
1: Yeah, that, that's all in one here. Because uh, how big is your team then? Because you need web developers. You need um, advertising, Facebook mm-hmm. or Google ad specialists, right? And you got to do the uh, SEO on the back end of that. So tell us about your the size of your team.
0: Yeah. So basically, we have contractors right now that basically okay. do some of that stuff. You know what I mean? It's like the thing about having the process in place that we have right now is... I'm a person that's extremely minimal and simple. Um, you know, I try to make my life as simple as possible. So I try and make the business processes as simple as possible. So there's only one website platform that we use, and there's only, you know, certain layouts that we use. And we, you know, like obviously create it to make it custom, but we have certain layouts. So we only need like, you know, one to two people for that of making, you know, websites. Yeah. And, you know, it's a pretty standardized process again on this on this uh web platform that we use and then the back-end funnel stuff we have people for that where you know again only takes like one or two people to set up these email and text follow-ups because we kind of have templates for that mm-hmm. and then the ad traffic we like to split it up between inbound and outbound so like inbound is more like google and youtube stuff and that's like a whole beast of itself and then yeah. outbound is more like facebook instagram LinkedIn. So, you know, each person for that. And then the inbound sales training aspect, we don't need anybody for that because that's just a video course that people watch. And it's kind of like a do it yourself type of thing. So, small team, nothing super crazy, but I try to do like an assembly line type of method where everybody has like one thing, you know what I mean, that they do. And then the on page SEO that we do for the websites is included within like the web designer type of role. So, yeah, not that many people, but the reason why we can do that is just because we follow the same process every time. I see a lot of other agencies that, you know, oh, we do WordPress this day, and then we do Squarespace this day, and then we do, you know, like it's it's all over the place. And I guess just because we've niched to these higher-ticket service businesses that need call funnels or consultation uh, funnels where people are getting booked on their calendar we've been able to kind of stick to that. And that's, you know, we're not doing a hundred million things at once.
1: Yeah. Small, but mighty then because you can plug and play. You automate every aspect of it. So you don't need the manpower. Exactly. Genius. Yeah. That's a similar funnel I have set up for on my end. And it's, it's still active and still going. And, set it up once and it keeps generating. So the power of automating and having that process. And a lot of people surprisingly like don't know the difference between a new, a sequence and a newsletter. Like those are totally different things. Newsletters, yeah. just a one time one off, but the automation, the sequencing is what's going to actually tap, right? Cause you got to make how many points of connection before somebody buys. About eight would to know. 12. Yeah. You would know. And that's what the automation does, right? It is, is that reoccurring, um, getting in contact with that, with the potential client to remind them so that they can actually um, help and make a decision.
0: Exactly. And yeah, like we usually with the email and text follow-up that we do in the kind of this like CRM thing that we give to our clients we try and do 50% kind of like educational content that's like useful and like yeah. you know what I mean like gets their clients or their prospects to understand what they do then the other 50% is get on a call with us because xyz reason you know what i mean of you know for example if a person is getting sued and they fill out a form it's like okay here's the top 3 things you need to know about this lawsuit or here's the top 3 things you need to know about our dental practice or you know the technology that we're trying to do in your b2b solution and then the other 50% is like okay schedule a call on our calendar to get a 30 minute uh, consultation session right. and in this consultation session here's the things we're going to go over you know what i mean it's kind of like sending them to different pages like it, it, i mean that's the part that kind of differs depending on the business cuz you need to use different language in the, yes. in the text like you're not going to send the same exact messages on to for like dental clients as you're going to do for like b2b technology solutions that are bigger but uh yeah, we just try to follow a format. And ultimately it goes back to human psychology. And because of, I have such an interest in psychology and sociology, it's like a lot of people think you have to niche, niche down a lot to only one thing. The reason why our stuff has been able to work in multiple industries is because we, it is semi still like a, a niche in a way, but we're trying to focus on human psychology. If people want things better, Faster, they want more of them, and they want to solve their problems. You know what I mean? And they want to get on the phone with a specialist or an expert to talk about the problems, feel understood, and then you know, basically sign a deal with with our clients to solve their problem. You know what I mean? And it's it's pretty standard thing, but people, I think, uh, make their business too complex where they think it's unique to every other business in in the market. And you know, it can be, you know, that if you have a competitive advantage, it's completely different. It's great. But most of the time you can simplify your offer and and what you do for your clients and to just like a human psychology level of like, okay, what do we want? How do we give it to them? And What's the channel we're going to use to communicate that message? I don't know. People make their business and offers a little bit too complex sometimes.
1: Yeah. And I agree with you. And as, as a consumer, you can learn from that. You're like, simplify it. Make it easy. And we will thank you. The customers, the client will thank you for simplifying yeah. it. And they want, to know, they want to know what's next. They want to be told what to do. Right? I know people will cringe when they hear that. Others will cringe. But we want to hear what what you want us to do. And then we'll just do it. Because if we've come in contact with you, we already trust you can give us the solution we're looking for. So just tell us how to go about it. Turn by turn directions.
0: Exactly. And it's like the the whole uh, following thing, you know what I mean? are wanting an expert. It's like, okay, I'm not an expert in roofing. Right. So I want to talk to a specialist and they're going to tell me what to do because they have shown testimonials and credibility and authority on their website and ads. So I'm willing to listen to them. Right. But any sound person, you know, I mean, is willing to take advice and, and all that type of stuff. And every day we're dealing with people that know more than us in specific stuff. So we just have to put our ego down and uh, realize that we can ask for help.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and I love the how you couple psychology. Sociology with it. And a lot of people, business owners don't because they don't see the correlation. So tell us a little bit more about the psychology and marketing and how important that is.
0: Yeah. So something that I feel a lot of business owners could improve on is selling how they buy. You know what I mean? Like if you put yourself in the shoes of like a buyer of your service you're going to understand them a lot more and be able to communicate that marketing message a lot easier because now, again, you you have that point of view or that perspective. So if you're just going to use this example again, like a roofer, the person that you're talking to or trying to get sales from are these deals is someone that's worried and scared and afraid that their like roof is you know going to cost them a huge amount of money. They might not have that right now. They're trying to take care of their family. They have a lot of stress and anxiety at work. There's a lot going on. Yeah. And all they want is just your roofing company to make it easy and affordable for them and just solve their problem in a short amount of time. You know what I mean? And it's like if you really empathize with your clients, it makes it a lot easier to understand that psychology. So, that's just kind of my thing is like, where are they coming from? What do they want? What results do they want? And you'll understand the psychology very easily because humans, again, they're like, we avoid pain and go towards pleasure. So, that's pretty yeah.
1: much it. Yeah, absolutely. Well put. I like that. And so, you are getting in there and actually understanding each of your clients' business so yeah. that you can actually deliver this product, the service for them because you need to understand the clients that they serve.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it comes. Yeah, we have to learn a lot about that for like the copywriting that we do and like the mm-hmm. ads and their pages and stuff. But again, this is the thing: is like we try and focus on the principles of marketing and psychology rather than getting too lost in the weeds and the details. Because again, no matter what, it, like this is kind of why we work with the certain businesses in our niche is they're all similar. There are similar businesses, even though they do different services, they have the same kind of format of. They need attention from people who need to urgently solve a big problem. And then they need to get on the phone with an expert. And then the expert is going to tell them how they can go about it. And then they can choose to to work with that client or not. And that's pretty much it. Like You know what I mean? That's most service businesses. And what do they have to know? They have to trust you. They have to know that you're going to get them the results. They have to like, you know, working with your company, like, you know, have a good experience. They have to see authority and credibility and testimonials and things. They have to understand how your process works. You know what I mean? It's it's like basically what I'm trying to say is a lot of service businesses are similar. All your prospects just want the same thing. It's just the mechanism and the thing you're doing for them is just slightly different. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, like a dentist and a lawyer, you know what I mean? It's the same thing. Like you're solving a Big problem that a person is having, whether it's with their teeth or whether it's a lawsuit. Person wants the problem solved.
1: Yeah, and urgent. There's a sense of urgency on there too, and yeah. so I imagine the pricey, the big ticket item is the ads, because you gotta um, you gotta pay for the uh, the leads, the gen lead generation aspect of it. But I imagine Eric, you and your team are building a landing page. Once they you get that click from the ad they come into that landing page where they have that one call to action. It's information, but what that one call to action to, to mm-hmm. proceed, right?
0: Yeah. So when we build the websites, we build them kind of in a landing page format. And that's where like a lot of websites are overwhelming. There's lots of stuff going on. And when a person is on your website and they feel overwhelmed or there's just too much or uncertain, they will just leave because it's just too much for them to handle. And because of the short attention span that most people have nowadays in the technological world, everything's moving so quickly. If I get to your website and there's like 40 different tabs in the navigation, there's colors and pictures like everywhere that are kind of all over the place. I don't really know like what you guys do. My eyes don't kind of track in a way that's like, normal, then it's just going to be too much. And I'm like, okay, I don't even want to figure this out. I'm going to go to a different website or do something else. And they yeah. just click away. The the best way to do it is to have website with clear navigation. It's very simple, have lots of drop-down menus so it's not okay. overwhelming. And then like usually you know, Like here in America, when you read a book, you go from left to right. So if you have your headline and what you do or your offering in the top left, and then a little description below it, and then a call to action, like on the on the left side, and then on the right side, you have some video or pictures or something like that, that kind of describe what you do. That's the best thing is because right when I get to that site, I see what you do. I see your offer. I see the call to action of what like the next step to work with you is. And then a video or a picture kind of describing what you do. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's what the home hero section, or they like basically it's called like the viewport. Like, right when you open a page, that's a viewport section. And that whole section is what you have to hook them in within the first couple seconds. And if you don't do it, they're going to leave. Uh, they're not even going to scroll down because they're not interested in what you have to say. So, that takes copywriting, it takes design, it takes all these different things that have to hook someone in. And that's just on the website. You also have to hook them in with the ads and the copywriting and the headlines there too. And you have to make them congruent in the yeah. same messaging. Um, so there's a lot that goes into it. But yeah, it, like we we do landing pages, but we build the website kind of in like a landing page format. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah, especially if you already have the protocol of the system in place on how you want it to look, because you have the psychology behind it of how it's going to attract the end user which is pretty
0: -hmm. fantastic. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Yeah. Like when you do like, uh, just real quick to to add on to that last point, when you do conversion rate optimization, they can do these like heat map things and a heat map for a website basically just shows it's they call like predictive heat mapping where you can see based on the website design and structure where someone's eye goes and where the attention is and you'll see like when you do these predictive heat mapping analysis like via the software you put your website in and you might see that like the natural like eye tracking like where someone will actually look is not where you actually want them to look like maybe there's lots of colors and text in the top right section of your website or something and you don't want them to look over there because your call to action is in the bottom left well it's like okay, you have to redesign and restructure your website to where people are actually looking where you want them to look on your website. So
1: That, that is great insight. You're sharing a lot of knowledge. <laughs> I bet a lot of listeners, uh, entrepreneurs are going, oh, I need to weave up my website ASAP. <laughs> yep. And we didn't even get to ads. That would be a whole different topic. But I do want to find out about your morning routine because you as an entrepreneur, there are disciplines and principles you follow. So tell us about how you get up, dress up and show up.
0: Yeah. So I, again, like to keep my life pretty simple. So I wake up, I drink water because you got to do that in the first you know couple minutes of waking up, gets your body hydrated. It gets you awake. You know what I mean? When you start getting those electrolytes from the water in your body, it's like waking up because you just went yeah. eight hours without water. So you drink water right in the morning. Then I look at basically what goals or what things I have to do today. I usually keep it about five or six things that are critical tasks that I have to do. And then after that, I go to the gym uh, because I've found I'm kind of more of a night owl person. So I like doing things at night, but I'm trying to switch that, uh, you know, and have been switching that over to in the morning. Where you know, work out in the morning and do it for like an hour and then come back, shower, you know, get ready, all that type of stuff. And now you have those endorphins and dopamine yeah. and all that type of stuff going through your head. So you feel energized, your blood's flowing. Then you can think properly and then, you know, eat food, all that type of stuff, get to work. And that's that's pretty much it. But it's a pretty simple routine. I think my morning routine is good, but my night routine is kind of where I get a lot too, where like, okay, I write down. Today at night, what I'm going to do tomorrow. So it's already yeah. kind of planned out, and then uh, yeah, just try and stay, you know, calm and relaxed before bed and like wind my mind down. But you know, morning routine and night routine to me are are equally as important.
1: I agree because the the night routine sets you up for the morning routine. The morning routine starts the night before. And that's what a lot of successful entrepreneurs that come on here say, because they realize the prep work it takes to set them up, like getting the bag ready with your gym clothes so that in the morning, you don't have to think about what you're wearing to the gym. You just grab the bag and go. I do that right now. Or, Putting the water next to your bed so when you do get up, you don't have to get out of bed before you hydrate, right? You just talk about the importance of that. Like, mm-hmm. that is thought that goes into it the night before. Thomas Edison says, never go to sleep without giving your mind something to work on. Again, that's relaxing the mind, asking the right questions. What is it that you need the answers to the next day? Because the subconscious mind is is always working for you. So, I totally agree. And your your morning routine is simple, but it gives you you energy to go on through the day. And, And I'm glad you said it because I have a lot of people who say, you know, I'm a night owl, I'm a night person, I get more energy, I work till 11. But there is some power in doing things in the morning. You know, you're at that alpha state, you get all these endorphins going, it kind of preps you to go harder and longer during the day. I strongly believe it. And some people are res- resist- resisting to the fact that, oh, I'm, I don't work out in the morning. I don't have any energy. My body's not warmed up yet. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. I feel that way too. It's just that like, I have to do it anyway. Like it's kind of just, I, it also, um, so I'm glad you touched on the water by the desk and the gym bag ready and stuff. Uh, I didn't even think to share that. But I already, you know, I do do that. Like, I have my gym bag ready. I have my water. I have my meal preps ready in my fridge to where, like, I know what to eat in the morning and I track it. And, like, it's all just like my business, it's very systemized and optimized, or at least I, you know, try and keep it that way best as possible. But yeah, like, for example, working out in the morning is just more efficient than working out at night. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it, I mean, not maybe not for everybody. Like it obviously depends on your schedule. Um, yeah. My schedule, because I am an entrepreneur, I can kind of move things around. Not everybody is so lucky, unfortunately. But, um, you know, if you have a little bit of control over your schedule, if you do that in the morning, uh, the reason, think about this. Like if you wake up and then take a shower and then go to work and then, work out after work and then you have to take another shower because you're all sweaty and stuff like that and i'm like i'd rather just do that once where i work out in the morning take a shower and then i'm ready for the rest of the day so it's less time on doing things so i don't know i I think about it from a efficiency standpoint not necessarily like what i'd rather do right Um, so like i said like it just works out better for me.
1: Thank you for touching on that because people are so adamant about, there are different chronotypes, but I think you got to move the body during the morning because it does give you that endorphin. It does give you that, you got to move the, you've been stagnant for over six to eight hours. So it's good to move the body as soon as you wake up, even if it's something small or short, because it will give you more energy. It'll make you think better too. I mean, Oprah Winfrey does it. Tony Robbins does it. Like It's effective, it works. But also decision fatigue, you think of um, um, not Jeff Bezos, but um, Steve Jobs wearing the same color shirt because he doesn't want to spend time thinking about what to wear the next day you know, or, um, Facebook guy. <laughs> no, <mom>. <laughs> yeah. Wearing the same color because they know decision fatigue is real and you don't want to spend your most primal time. The first two hours of the day worrying about what color to wear, what to wear to the gym, um, what to pack, what to eat for the day. That stuff you take care of during the day in the night. And in the morning you just go and you will see that you have more willpower to make the tougher decisions, to deal with your team. And that I live my life by.
0: That's actually kind of funny again that you say that because yeah so I I wear black all the time. I have like half of my closet is basically different versions of black shirts and then I have like some gray shirts and some dark blue shirts and stuff like that. So it's like there's a couple different colors but I mainly stick to black and gray for my shirts and then same thing for my pants. It's either black, gray or dark blue and then, you know, different types of pants and stuff like that. But I've I've kind of gone Marie Kondo or something like that where you just remove anything that doesn't really don't really use on like a weekly basis Mm -hmm. um i don't really own a lot of stuff i have you know my desk my laptop my cameras different you know things but i try to just remove as much uh stimulus and just things in my area as possible because it's just distracting and yeah so i do the i do the clothes thing to wear i mean you probably you know anybody that might watch like my videos sees that like i wear you know black and gray all the time and they're like what is you know what is up with that and it's like yeah i just wear Similar clothes every day, or similar, sorry, similar colors, I should say, uh, different clothes, obviously, but just makes it easier, just simplifying your closet to having, you know, a 20 of the same shirt every, you know, and you just wear that.
1: Cause you're an optimizer, you're a maximizer. That's it. You, you I own it proud. I'm the same way. Yep. So it's, it's been a delight. Um, tell us, how can we connect with you? How can we find you?
0: Yeah, so I have a website, YouTube, Instagram, podcast, all that type of stuff. It's just Eric Ribello. If you search me on anything, basically my content is kind of about like marketing stuff. Uh, so if you're a business or you know entrepreneur or anything like that, you can see hopefully get some value out of my videos. Getting in touch with me is basically just going through a form on my website, and I can you know hopefully help you with something. If I can't and it's not a good fit, then I'll I'll tell you that and I'll try and give you some free value on the call anyway. But uh, that's kind of my whole thing.
1: Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been Eric. And he has some dropped some knowledge, some insight on all things business and how to run a whole funnel from the beginning to the end. So it's been, um, thank you for what you do, Eric, because it, it really does help um, small businesses to have it all in one place, you know, because there's so many different moving parts in that equation, in that formula, in that in the business that you do. And to have a one place or one shop for all Fit that will that is awesome. So, thank you for what you do again. Thank you for coming on the show today.
0: Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. This was an awesome conversation. I like what you have to say about routines and stuff because getting your day started right is probably one of the most important things that helps people get in like a positive mindset to go be clear and consistent on like what they're actually trying to achieve. So, it's awesome.
1: Yeah, so they can show up to their life, to their business. It's pretty, pretty awesome. Thank you for your time. All right, thanks. Is this a digital wall calendar and family
0: planner? Can I use it as a
1: digital frame? Does the Smart Eye Mirror support my smart home devices? I am glad you asked because it does. With everything you need in one place, Smart Eye Mirror can help you stay informed at a glance. The following are just a few examples of how you can customize your screen. Alexa, turn on smart mirror. Okay. This is a calendar of the month showing us what we have coming up. But that's a video playing over here. The picture, digital photo album. But if you look at the time, we have the date, the time, but also an affirmation. Love is patient, love is kind. Not just a smart mirror, it's a smart lifestyle. Go check it out at bestmorningroutineever.com and go into the Dress Up tab. And there you'll see all things Smart Eye and Mirror to give you more information. And I will be excited and elated to customize it to you and your liking and your lifestyle.
0: Well, all right, morning enthusiasts. That's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, We'd love to hear from you, so go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time. Life's better with American Family Insurance.